Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents the Judge Jeanine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. It's March 27th. 2022. Can you believe that one? All right. I hope everyone's enjoying the day so far. It's a wonderful day here in New York City. And as always, we are armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. And I also want to make sure that I hear from you in just a little bit. We're going to be taking your calls. To me, it's a favorite part of the show. Uh, Right here on the Friends of the Court hotline, you know the number. It's 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. Make sure you give us a call and share your thoughts. But as it is every Sunday, there is so much that happened this past week in America. Russia's attack on Ukraine continues unabated. Uh, They are, Putin in particular, obviously, is determined to uh, kill civilians. He is committing war crimes, and it continues as the world watches. Uh, President Biden, uh, in an emergency uh, session with the other members of NATO, headed to Brussels uh, this week, and uh, he had a very interesting press conference. We're going to tell you about that as well. And Kamala continues to make a joke of herself on the world stage. Every time she goes somewhere, it's a disaster. And now we've got the inside scoop. There is a book that's being written by someone who formerly in the White House. And this week we watched the hearings of Ketanji Brown Jackson. And the amazing part of all that is that they are complaining, the Democrats, that the Republicans are just too hard on Ketanji. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, We'll get to all those topics and break them all down for you right here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Plus, later on in the show, I will take your calls and gavel out with my closing arguments. It's all coming up in just a few moments here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. All right, but first, it's time for my opening statement. Now, the war in Ukraine is in its fifth week. It's been over a month that Russia has decided to invade a sovereign nation. And we watch every day in real time as Ukrainians are not only separated from their family members and their loved ones, but as they're being massacred, as they're being killed, shot in a bread line, waiting for bread, uh, killed in that uh, theater in Mariupol that was identified as a place where children were, the Russians didn't care, they just bombed it. And now what we're seeing is the taking back by the Ukrainians who were so incredibly strong, so brave, really the, the, the epitome of what it means to be a freedom fighter. And they are taking back little cities and towns that the Russians have already taken. But the capital of Ukraine is still uh, uh, in Ukrainian hands. And Kiev is the battle, of course, that Putin is trying to reach. But so this week, there's an emergency session 
Biden flies over to Europe with his other NATO leaders. And I want to share some stuff with you. When, when a leader goes to a foreign country, they don't go unless they, when they're in that foreign country, when they're in a press conference, they have something to announce, like, you know, a new agreement, uh, you know, a new treaty, a new concept, something that's going to come out of it. But Joe Biden, in his emergency session with the NATO leaders, he schedules a press conference for 3 o'clock. I believe it was Thursday. He has it at 1.30. And the press conference is minutes in length. And he gets up there, and what does he say? What does this bozo say when he's on the world stage? He says nothing, but continues to say NATO is more united than it's ever been. He's been saying that, folks, for the last five weeks. NATO is united and NATO is unified. Who cares? What are they doing is the issue. What are they doing to help the Ukrainians and help Zelensky? And I got to tell you, I heard the show before me, and they were just saying something about, well, you know, Zelensky, he's no angel. I don't really care at this point. Zelensky right now is a freedom fighter. He is a man whose country is following him. He is a man who is a true leader, who is a true warrior. I don't care what his past life was because what matters right now is that he is standing up and showing the world what a leader is all about and what it means to love your country what it means to take care of your people as opposed to ripping them off and trying to make your position in public office a uh, uh, an addition to your financial ledger Zelensky is a hero and I don't want to hear people complaining about him maybe when it's all said and done if you feel you need to but don't trash this man right now he does not deserve to be trashed and you know Biden gets up and he says The nature of our response depends, in terms of chemical weapons, it depends on the nature of use. What does that mean? He doesn't say anything. And every time he opens his mouth, the White House takes it back. And you have to say, who is running the country? Biden says one thing, and then the White House comes out and says something totally different. So... What we need, I think we've got some sound on that, Mr. Producer. Do we have some sound on Biden in his press conference? Let's get something straight. You remember, if you covered me from the very beginning, I did not say that, in fact, the sanctions would deter him. Sanctions never deter. You keep talking about that. Sanctions never deter. The maintenance of sanctions the maintenance of sanctions, the increasing the pain, and the demonstration why I asked for this NATO meeting today is to be sure that after a month we will sustain what we're doing, not just next month, the following month, but for the remainder of this entire year. That's what will stop him. Do you believe the actions today will have an impact on making Russia change course in Ukraine? That's not what I said. you're, You're playing a game with me. This on the world stage... Not what I said. You're playing a game with me. First of all, he's taken some uh, tips from Kamala. That was a word salad. 
that I never said that sanctions would deter. Sanctions don't deter. And I don't know, Mr. Producer, if you have it from the other members of his uh, of his staff, but we have a montage of everyone in his uh, administration saying that sanctions deter. Do we have that one? Okay, let's do it. Purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. The purpose of the sanctions in the first instance is to try to deter Russia from going to war. The president believes that sanctions are intended to deter. They're meant to prevent and deter a large-scale invasion. We want them to have a deterrent effect. The sanctions are designed in the first instance to try to deter Russia from taking further aggression. As well as our efforts to uh, both try to deter Russia uh, through sanctions. If you pull the trigger on that deterrent, well, then it doesn't exist anymore as a deterrent. Okay, did you hear what I just heard? Everyone in the White House, from Blinken to Saki to Jake Sullivan to uh, Kamala, Uh, And the rest of them are saying the sanctions are meant to deter. When Biden is asked about that on the world stage, he says, you're playing the game with me. I told you sanctions never deter. What in the world is going on in the White House and what is going on in the United States? And I want to I want to clue you in on something, folks. You know, this whole thing about, you know, we've got sanctions. First of all, most of them don't kick in until June 24th. That's number one. Number two is the fact that Wall Street is still able to deal in Russian oil, to trade in Russian oil and gas. So they're playing a game with us. And, you know, the Democrats are so good at doing this. Everything they accuse us of, they're doing. So Biden says to the reporter, who is justifiably perplexed because everyone says sanctions are deterring, and then Biden comes out and says, no, they're not deterring, and then he yells at the at the questioner who tries to get it straight. This is a problem with this White House, and this is a problem with what's going on. I don't care if it's a MIG or a Javelin. I don't care what it is. You cannot watch Ukrainian women and children and men being killed and slaughtered and massacred without doing something. And I'm not looking to trigger NATO. Let me get that very clear. I'm not looking to trigger Article 5 of, of the NATO pact. Zelensky has already said, I don't want to join NATO anymore. But what we can do is we can give him the weapons. And if you recall, Zelensky said it right in the beginning. He said it's a pity. He used the word pity that the United States didn't give us the weapons that we asked for. All we have to do is give them the S-300. All we need to do is give them the Patriot. That's a dome, folks, that is like the Iron Dome in Israel. That's an anti-missile defense system. And the shame of this, to give you a little history here, in 1994, we, NATO, uh, convinced Ukraine to give up its weapons system And we said that we would protect them, and we never did. NATO never did. And that's why Zelensky started saying uh, over the past year, I'd like to be uh, in NATO. He knew what was going on. The world watched those tanks line up. The world knew for weeks and months what was going on. And Putin says, oh, it's just an exercise. You know, this is a sad commentary when we can watch this and not care. It's not a video game. This is a real massacre. And that's my opening statement here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. 
Never forget, join Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. This is the Judge Janine Firo Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Firo. All right. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is a military veteran uh, and expert after 30 years in the armed forces. Colonel David Hunt uh, has extensive operational experience in special ops, counterterrorism, intelligence operations, and most recently a tactical advisor in Bosnia, where he facilitated all national intelligence matters for the commander in chief, as well as coordinating huge budgets and all that jazz. Anyway, uh, Colonel David Hunt, welcome to uh, welcome to the show. How are you this morning? Hi, good morning. Good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Let's talk about Ukraine. Okay, we're now in the fifth week, and the Russians have not been able to take Ukraine. Ukrainians have stood strong, and they haven't gotten half of what they want from the rest of the world to defend themselves. How is the, How are these people, who are the Ukrainians? How are they surviving so well? <clears throat> yeah, if you go back to... Uh... 2014, Russia defeated Ukraine pretty badly. Uh, from 2014 to this, this past year, NATO and the U.S. Army Special Forces have been in there for about seven years retraining the Ukrainian army and how we fight. It's a much, much different. We have uh, a, a, more, a much more flexible fighting style than, say, the Russians do, which are very top-heavy. We also gave uh, the Ukrainians, thousands of anti-tank missiles and anti-aircraft missiles. Um, and they also have been defending their land. It's much easier uh, to defend your place than attack somebody else's. Mm-hmm. It's terrain they know. They, and, and so the, that combined with how poorly the Russians have been fighting, uh, you have what uh, we call it, it's a stalemate right now. There's a lot of there's terrible destruction. And we're not seeing much of it because the press, you only see this through a, a, the lens of one camera. You don't have a lot of reporters on the front lines. Wow, yeah. And also, and... go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So we, we are hearing a lot about the failures of Putin and the Russian military that are kind of obvious. We very, very seldom are hearing any losses on the Ukrainian side or any tanks of the Ukrainian side have been lost. So we're not getting a very clear picture of the, the horror of this. Yes, the Russians have slowed down and they've lost generals and they've lost soldiers and tanks. But no one should believe that the Ukrainians haven't suffered a great deal. We're just not we're not being given those numbers. And it's hard. I still think this war is being covered like TikTok or YouTube. I don't think it's really grasped most of us how how deadly this is and how close to a real World War Three war. Well, what, when you say TikTok and YouTube, I mean, you're, the, the mainstream media is not covering it that much. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and when they're covering it, they're covering it like there's a, a, a man stopping a tank in the middle of a bridge. Right. Or right. somebody's playing with a yobo and uh, Marilot is playing a violin on the street. Mm-hmm. They're only, you're only getting the human interest side of this, which mm-hmm. is not helpful <laughs> because this, this is a – this is one third of the combat power of the Russian military and fighting a country that this side of Texas. Uh, and it's, it's, it's awful. We're not getting that feeling. And 
I'm still not get, getting from the press the horror of this. I'm getting all this human interest story. Interesting. Colonel David Hunt, I mean, you've been in, uh, in, in many wars. And when you talk about the Russians having a different fighting style that's top heavy, uh, what, what does that mean? Sure. They have, they've lost seven generals at least. What it means is that the uh, senior officers in the Russian military make all the decisions. And so and in combat, things happen. These big plans will all change once the first round comes downrange. First time somebody shoots a bullet at you. The plan you just had changes. Mm-hmm. The Russians' way of fighting, they get, they get to a standstill. The people on the ground don't have the ability or flexibility to change their plan, and they get bogged down. What the Ukrainians have been trained to do is be flexible. And what's happening on the Russian side is that they failed on some very, very basic soldier stuff is one piece. The second piece, I think, is that the intelligence community, for a lot of different reasons, have built up the Russians as 10 foot tall. They've never been 10 feet tall. In my 30 years, when you got around Russians in their military, it was embarrassing. Their equipment was bad. They were drunk all the time. They had bad AWOLs. It wasn't a very disciplined army at all. Well, and you would think a lot of that right now. They may yeah. have a lot of tanks, maybe like nine thousand tanks. Yeah, but about a half of them, but a half of them don't run. They don't work. Why? They've sold parts. They don't. They've sold parts off. Their maintenance is bad. It, uh, they don't have enough people to drive them. You know, Colonel Hunt, this makes no sense. I mean, you'd think if Putin would be smart enough to know what it what it takes, or do his do the people at the top of the his his military lie to him? Absolutely, they lie to him. Yes, they, and and what's happened though is is they expected to drive in drive across the border, be in Kiev in a couple of days, and it's over. And they they just didn't count on the resistance and the amount of the amount of uh, equipment that the West has been pouring in there. Uh, it's, it's remarkable. And now Ukraine's asked for 500 more javelins. It's an anti-tank uh, gun weapon. Okay. Fired and- Colonel Hunt, my, my, yeah. my, the thing that gets in, in my craw is the, the why not the dome? Why not the S-300, the Patriot? The, why not that? Well, the, the answer is there is no reason they shouldn't have it. Okay, the, the, what the, the issue, quite frankly, is getting a country that already has it, this is the game it's getting, is being played, to give them the dome or to give them the S-300, and then we'll backfill it. Exactly. exactly. We'll, the U.S. will we'll re, we'll resupply it. But they, that's, what, that's what they're trying to negotiate. Well, I and don't know what's happening. It's not so happening long. fast enough. It's All not right. happening fast enough. It isn't. It's terrible. Every day that goes by, people are being murdered. Let me ask you uh, one, one question about you said right in the beginning they're at a stalemate. A stalemate in any war is a dangerous time, I suspect, Colonel Hunt. Uh, does it mean that, you know, Putin's in a corner or what does it mean? Both forces have stopped. The Russians have stopped moving forward. The Russians have lost the ability to resupply their own people. What, a lot of these civilian deaths are caused by Russians who are starving, Russian soldiers oh. going into houses and restaurants and, and grocery stores and killing people and stealing, and stealing food. That, so you've got the Russians, this, they've started this war, and they're not moving forward. What they yeah, are doing oh. is bombing and cruise missiling and using artillery and aircraft to destroy civilian buildings. So the, the soldiers on the ground aren't moving much, but their air power and artillery and rockets are doing terrible damage. 
Yeah. And you know what you, you say to yourself, and I only have a few seconds left here, but you say to yourself, what is the point of leveling the country? And, you know, you're not going to occupy it. Or are they? Fear, intimidation. Try to get them, the Ukrainians to, to uh, surrender. It's yeah. a terrible tactic. It terrible is. Tactic. All right, Colonel David Hunt, we always love your expertise on this show. Thanks so much for being with us today. And uh, everyone will be right back after the break. This is the Judge Janine Firo Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Firo. Okay, welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is a world-famous professional wrestler, a panelist, and actor on Gutfeld on Fox News. Please join me in welcoming Tyrus to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Now, let me tell you a little bit more about Tyrus. Tyrus is an American professional wrestler who is currently signed to the National Wrestling Alliance, uh, He is he, where he is the current National Wrestling Alliance World world television champion he is known for his tenure in wwe as broadus clay and impact wrestling but what he is most known for is he has an office next to mine and if anybody is mean to me tyrus comes out and fixes it good morning tyrus morning judge how are you i'm good thanks so much for joining us listen there's a topic we need to talk about and i couldn't think of anyone better than you to talk about it now I think, you know, maybe we've been unkind to Kamala Harris. Maybe she's smarter than she's showing herself to be. But I want you to listen to this last sound. And if we come after it, I want to come back to you and listen to it. It's when she's in uh, Poland, I believe. And they ask her whether or not the United States will take refugees. Is the United States willing to make a specific allocation for Ukrainian refugees? And for... President Duda, I wanted to know if you think and if you asked the United States to specifically accept more refugees. Okay. (laughs) A friend in need is a friend in need. Okay, so this time. Your thoughts, Tyrus, on Kamala Harris laughing. Uh, that's what happens when you're not prepared. I mean, that's the only thing I can think about is that she honestly thought uh, she wasn't listening to the, the questions. She was in, and if you watch that whole interview or that whole uh, press conference in its entirety, she just seemed like she was very disinterested in being there. Interesting. Uh, and, and, uh, and you, uh, one of your observations has always been about being prepared and owning the room. And I, I, it just appeared to me like she just was very disinterested in the room. And the question was asked, it was that pause and from, from a guy who's been on the stage, who's been, uh, who's been on a boring interview TV show once or twice, and you're not paying attention and you're thinking about what you're having for dinner and stuff like that. And then they ask you a question and there's that long, awkward pause. That's your brain trying to remind you that the question is for you. And think of something. And so that's what it came off to me as that she was just really just interested. And then she has that, I think it's almost a nervous laugh now that we're seeing from her to where, you know, when a friend in need is a friend indeed, this isn't a, 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 a song. This is, this is people who are fleeing for their lives with no, basically nowhere to go. 
So it was disappointing, and it, it made us Americans look like we're very uncaring and very arrogant. Well, yeah, and that's the concern. It's the world stage, Tyrus. And, you know, she has been sent uh, to, I guess, uh, not just the, the border. I mean, I don't know that she's been to the border, to be honest with you. Uh, but when she was made uh, the made known as the person who was going to find out what the root causes of the problems at the border were, you know, she pretty much laughed that one off and said, you know, I haven't been to the border, but I haven't been to Europe either. Um, you know, I think it's very curious, uh, uh, Tyrus, that I never thought of it, that she might be someone who really is just disinterested. But at some point, as vice president of the United States, there's got to be a topic she's got to be interested in. And, you know, when she first came in, she was very upset uh, that they Vogue put her in an outfit with sneakers and uh, Converse, I guess, and a pantsuit. And she was hitting the ceiling while there was a pandemic going on and she wanted to start a war with Vogue magazine. I'm not sure this woman is up to the job. No, I think she's just and, you know, and and, and researching and getting prepared because you got to bring your A game when you're sitting across from the judge. (laughs) <laughs> I, I was looking at some of her uh, debates, and it's kind of the same thing. Whenever she is pressured, uh, especially Tulsi Gabbard, had hit her with some tough stuff. Yeah. And she was basically bringing up you know, her withholding evidence when she was a prosecutor. Right. And instead of answering the question, she just went with what she had planned to say already. So I think whenever she is frustrated or feels attacked, she just goes off in her own thing and doesn't think about anybody else. So I think her A game was to be president. And I'm kind of looking at it as, you know how we have that division where we see where Republicans and Democrats will not work together no matter what. doesn't matter. There's certain, uh, you know, guys on the right who are like death before working with a Democrat. <laughs> I think we're seeing the same thing in the White House where she's super progressive and Biden, well, at least he used to be until he folded like a lawn chair, was a was a moderate Democrat, and I think if I'm not working with him, I'm not trying to help him succeed because the worse he looks, the better the opportunity is for me. I think her end game is to basically through incompetence or maybe even an impeachment get into uh, his seat, and then all of a sudden that's when she's going to kick in these these great ideas of hers. But in the meantime, I think she's frustrated and just disinterested in general, and, and you're seeing her personality and who she really is is that there are people, there's wars going on, there's inflation in this country, people are trying to get pandemics and telling, being told they get fired if they don't wear a mask, and she's screaming about some tennis shoes that she put on in the first place and took the <laughs> yeah. picture. So, I mean, that's that's where her head's at. It's She's just all about her right now. And unfortunately, um, I think the idea was that she was going to be a, a Dick Cheney-esque VP, you know, like mm-hmm. candle and boots on the ground and sometimes you're like who's the president you know but this is not what we got she and and biden just keeps passing everything off to her i think the two of them are just going out of their way to try to one-up each other and it's the expense of the the country well one of the things tyrus that i think they've learned from each other is the word salad you know continually (laughs) continuously saying uh, uh, something that makes no sense but repeating the phrase two or three times in the same set i can't do it it's like we've got to be sure that we are focused on what we're doing and that we do it every day and we have to do it every day 
to be focused so that we can continue to do what we're doing. You know, when Biden did that with the sanctions this week, he said, I never said sanctions were going to deter. And, you know, the, 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 the amazing part of this is that when her 10th person left, I mean, we're into this administration, I think a year and, and three months, and she's had 10 staffers leave. That tells you uh, a little bit about her because they talk about a toxic environment. They talk about her belittling her staff. And they also talk about her not even boning up on the materials that they give her. Well, that's blatantly obvious when we hear her try to listen. Some people can freestyle rap. Some people have to have a writer. She has to have a writer because whenever she freestyles, we have no idea (laughs) what the hell she's saying. And we've seen it. We know there's certain there's certain personalities. It's Fox that like judge you get you on the table and you throw a curveball at you. You're going to hit it. Then there's other people we work with. You hit them with a curveball and you see them shuffling through their notes and trying to find, you know, what they pre wrote for their what their plan was. And then they'll just say, I'm just going to say what I was going to say in the first place. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> she's not even doing that. She's just she's very disinterested. But I think the, the what the biggest tell is, is that what we're seeing is that. Her and Biden do not communicate. Right. They don't speak. They are basically in two different two different worlds. And then any any staffer that works for her is stuck with dealing with that. And yeah. so we people like to make, well, during the previous administration, people were leaving left and right. No, they were getting fired. There's a difference. <laughs> There's a huge difference. I have no patience. You either, I don't care who you are. You do as we had planned. If it doesn't go the right way, I'll get somebody in here who can. That's a different mentality than people saying, I worked my whole career to work in the VP office, and literally eight months in, I'm telling my family, this ain't it, I'm leaving. So that just shows the dysfunction, and if the White House is this dysfunctional, though, anybody can see it, that the world can see it, and that's probably why people aren't picking up the phone. We saw it with Saudi Arabia, now we're seeing it with Russia and other mm-hmm. countries picking up the phone in the United States anymore because there's no need to. They just rather call China. And we are just handing over with just we are a dysfunctional family in terms of that's the way I would describe the White House. It is mom and dad need a divorce and they won't because financially they feel it's better to stay in the house and drive all of us kids crazy. Yeah. And, you know, the sad part of it, Tyrus, is that when you're in a position like uh, the vice president of the United States and the first uh, woman vice president of the United States, you have to think it is such a historic moment. And, you know, some people get on TV and talk about how wonderful it is and and, you know, it's great. But but she's wasting it. And the young women who look up to her have to think, you know, she's not someone that I want to look up to. I mean, you don't get on the stage. I don't care if it's on your local town council and laugh uh, and giggle because you don't know what the issues are. But amazingly, Tyrus, she is the insurance policy. She is Biden's insurance policy. Nobody would even Think about impeaching Biden or doing the 25th Amendment, whereas, you know, if anybody deserved it, it would be him. This guy clearly has a cognitive problem. They won't even talk about the 25th Amendment because look at what they're going to get. She guarantees that he stays there. But she is she is. How can I use I'm going to say it, but, but she has such a sense of herself that she thinks she's going to be the presidential candidate for the Democrats. Will they will they have her run in 2024? Well, the good news, in spite of them, this is still a free country, so she can 
she can run and she will run. I think what we're seeing just overall with this dynamic is that you we we took the woke we need a woman any woman of color to be the VP instead of who is the best VP to work with this president. They had no their their rivalry was I mean she basically called him a racist in the she campaign. Did. She did. You can't take that back. You can't. I mean, if they'd be like if I called you a name and then all of a sudden you I get to be on your show and I'm being sweet to you, you're not going to remember. You're not. You're like, no, no. You, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're going to be like, oh no, <laughs> you, you think I forgot? <laughs> so on the world stage, calling him a, a racist, which in this day is that that's a powerful word that can ruin people's lives and careers. So, yep. but they were so the left just doesn't get it. It's not about being the first; it's about being the best and the and the best choice. And it's hurting their party to have a divided VP and president in the White House just to fill a box, opposed to whether it was a woman, whether it was a man, whoever. What if it would have been Buttigieg? If it would have been whomever that was a better fit to work with Biden, that's who the VP should have been. But yep. that's the, the difference between the Republicans and the world. The re- there well, we've had VPs run, women VPs run, and unfortunately McCain didn't win. But they were, and they weren't a good fit, and that was a result of it. Unfortunately, we have a good fit that actually got in, and now well, we're dealing with the ramifications of why the ticket is so important, and you can't vote off what you read on on papers and feel good moments. You have to really look at your candidates. Do they work together? And we're seeing firsthand what happens when a VP and a president don't work together. Well, and, you know, when they're both stuttering along and, you know, every time Joe Biden comes out, Tyrus, you know, he says something, the White House has to come out and mop it up. It's like every time he opens his mouth, sanctions, I said they never work. Oh, they work, they work, they work. And, you know, I, but, but I want to end on one thing. Jill Biden uh, never liked Kamala because she knew that there would be tension and she didn't like the fact that Kamala uh, was someone who basically called her husband a, uh, a racist. And racist, just, yeah. yeah, but but in the last few seconds that we have, I mean, I guess Joe's not listening to Jill either. Well, and like I said, the plan was to beat Trump, and they had no plan B. Yeah. <laughs> so they got in, they undid all the things he did, and realized that, that the the measures he put in were helping this country. And now they have a mess on their hands, and they're both looking at each other with their hands up. Well, I thought you had a plan. No, I thought you did. No, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. And while this is going on, the American people are hurting. So I hope For in sure. November – Everyone gets out. Make sure you vote so we can at least get a front line of defense with the Senate and the House so we can put some some caps on this. And we can look into this Ukraine-Biden situation and oh. actually have a real impeachment. I'll just leave it at that. All right, Tyrus. Love having you on the show. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. And up next here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I'll be taking your calls on the Friends of the Court hotline. Plus, I'll gavel out with my closing argument. It's all coming up here on the Red Apple Audio Network. The Judge Jeanine Firo Show. 
On 9-11, America and the world made a commitment to never forget. Since then, it's been the Tunnel to Towers Foundation helping us to honor our words with action. So many people gave their lives while saving others on 9-11. Tunnel to Towers carries forward that legacy of courage and heroism by honoring our country's military and first responder heroes. People who are willing to die for you and me. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T, dot org. Tipping the scales when all else fails. This is the Judge Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are now going to go to our Friends of the Court hotline, and let's see what everybody's got to say. Let's go to, what do we got here? Make this bigger so I can see it. Okay, Joel in Jerusalem. Hello, Joel in Jerusalem. Hello, Jenny. (laughs) Are you in Jerusalem, Joel? No, this is G.I. Gino, Jersey Jack, back in Hackensack. Janine, the next time that um, Nicole Meliotakis has a, a peaceful protest outside the Brooklyn VA and the Manhattan VA, we want you to be there. Okay. The Biden White House is looking to close the East 23rd Street Federal VA Hospital in Manhattan and the 800 Poly Place Bay Ridge. That's going to cheat 800, excuse me, a million American veterans. They're going to have to go up to the Bronx or Northport, Long Island. Or out to East Orange, New Jersey. All right. Well, let me just say one thing. We totally support the veterans. Why why do they want to close this hospital down? I support the veterans. My dad was a veteran. My grandpa was a veteran. Uh, I hate what's happened to them. And I hate, by the way, and I love, let me just say this, Tunnel to Towers and what they're doing for veterans with tiny homes and all the support. But uh, what is this, Joe Biden's decision? This is Joe Biden's decision, and can listen to this. I want you to prosecute Martina Baruta, 40 years in charge of the VA in New York City, the federal VA. She turned American veterans in their 70s, 80s, 90s out in 17, 18, and 19 degree weather below, below zero, and she was fired for embezzling funds misappropriation of tariff tech okay all right here's the bottom line i don't have access to my grand juries anymore but i always appreciate your call you know what if justice doesn't get her karma will all right let's go to alex from mountain view california alex welcome to wabc all right is this tom hello Hi, who's this? This is Tom from Bergen Beach. Hi, Tom. How are you this morning? Good morning, Your Honor. How are you? Um, Good. I, I was just thinking about it. We hear a lot of things on the radio and the TV newscast that uh, Biden and his administration is accusing um, Trump or even anybody else of, of doing something that they themselves are doing. Right. That's called a, that's called projection. It's a mental process. Right. It's actually real. It's right. very common lately. I've done it myself. You know. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, What's your question? Well, 
Bullet says, um, it's not really a question. I just wanted to talk about it. He said, what is, why do we keep doing this? I mean, everybody keeps doing it, repeating it, and they, they're saying stuff. And, and the other problem I have is, this is the question is, why are we allowing Biden and also the TV newscast people uh, to give away our secrets? Let's say they were talking about, like, how many troops we had, and they were talking about them in Poland. You know, I mean, that's a, that's a risk. I mean, you know, we don't need to tell people over the radio that there's a, there's a, 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 a platoon of uh, – 82nd yeah. Poland. Poland, right, right. Tom, here's the problem. Here's the problem. We've got a president who he's not all he's not all there. I mean, you know, every time he says, "Oh, maybe I said too much. Oh, I shouldn't say that, or they're going to get mad at me." Um, I don't know that he's capable. But you know, a real president wouldn't say anything. He'll just go in there and do it. Uh, kind of like a, a, a Trump who when, you know, Biden and Obama did nothing about that red line in Syria, went across it and uh, Trump comes in, they're using chemical weapons as a sarin gas on kids. He went in there with a very strategic strike, took it out, and that was the end of it. Didn't talk about it, just did it. We, you know, we've got some buffoons there. But, uh, Tom, I couldn't agree with you more. Let's take one last question from John in Staten Island. John? Hi, Your Honor. My Hi. question is, uh, the World Economic Forum has set upon America tr- with rules that Biden administration is trying to put into place regards to all of us being controlled in the banking system. Yeah. But they love China because China is doing it to their people. And I'm wondering if, if there's a collusion involved with China and the World Economic Forum that they told Putin to go attack Ukraine to see how it turns out. And you know what? Putin's just a puppet to them between well, the bankers and the other communists. You know what? Based upon, uh, John, what I'm seeing, based upon how Putin has acted with his military and his apparent inability to even do a, a you know, attack Ukraine the way he had the, the ability to do tells me that he's either not in tune with what his military is doing or he's not as smart as we thought he was. Uh, Xi Jinping from China, on the other hand, is way, way smarter. And he's got, you know, the, the, the Chinese have a long-term, have a long-term game. And, and, and think about the electric cars that everybody wants us to get. You know, where do you think we're going to get the batteries? They're coming from China. Lithium from Afghanistan, batteries made in China. They've got it all over us. So don't worry about Joe Biden. He's not even on the playing field. But uh, I want to thank you all for joining us. I just want to gavel out with one closing thought, and that is that if what's going on on the world stage is not making sense to you, and if you think that that we should be in a position other than where we are with a president mumbling and stumbling, a vice president mumbling and stumbling, it is time that we stop allowing them to do the projecting, as my callers just talked about, and get people in government, elect people who think the way you do, who are rational, who make sense. Stop with this identity politics nonsense. Katanji Brown Jackson, you know, with the Supreme Court, never got into her. But again, you know, she will probably make it to the, as a justice to the Supreme Court. A lot of issues that we that that I had with her in terms of her low sentencing of child pornography cases. Uh, but she was a public defender. But in any event, you can control this country. You can control what's going on in the United States. You've just got to be smart about looking at what's going on and vote and get people to vote. 
And uh, in any event, I'm going to look forward to seeing you next Sunday or at least talking to you next Sunday to make sure we get all the news of the week to you. I love hearing from you. Don't forget to make sure you set your alarm to take a listen to us on the Red Apple Audio Network. Have a great week, everybody.